Welcome to Discover Indie Film. I'm your host, Jeff Howard, and I have Alex Angelis with me. Hey, Alex. Hello. We are on Zoom, so apologies. I don't think I remembered to pre-apologize for Zoom audio quality in our interview chat, but we are now, uh, we just recorded an interview where you can hear all about Alex's film that she wrote and directed called Seancing. Seancing is a wonderful short film. It was at the Sherman Oaks Film Festival in 2020 and took home the award for Outstanding Short Film Comedy and Outstanding Screenplay Comedy. So, I mean, she's the writer-director, so needless to say, those awards pretty much go directly to you and your partners who made it. Mm -hmm. The Outstanding Short Film you share, but Outstanding Screenplay, it's got your name on it for Pete's sake. Yeah. And and if you want to see this amazing film, just go to Amazon Prime Video and type in Discover Indie Film because it is in season seven, episode three of the Discover Indie Film TV series. That's a TV series that is short films handpicked from the festival circuit, all wonderfully made. I urge everyone to see Alex's work. And this podcast ain't going to be about her work or any of that. It's going to be answering the Discover Indie Film Four questions, which is really just a fun way to talk about film and, and what people love. So the four questions are three favorite films, an underrated film, an overrated film, a lesser known film for people to seek out. And this is where I get quiet and just let you go. Do you want to share three of your favorites? Okay. So I was really trying to think about, I feel like there's always a couple of ways of answering this because there are the films that really stuck with you and you feel like are beautiful storytelling or you know really compelling and then there's like the films that I could watch over and over again till I die right so (laughs) um I'll do like a couple from either angle um so her is one of my favorites yeah uh I just I that movie I just think was so thoughtful um, in so many ways, even down to the the costume design and the the production design, because it's slightly in the future. And but it didn't try to be like, oh, this is like high tech and futuristic. It was like, oh, their pants are a little weird. Like, you know, how fashion is just on, I don't know, slightly different. Um or the way that technology looked, it actually looked a little bit throwback. Anyway, I don't know if you y'all remember, um, if you haven't seen her or if you haven't seen it in a while, I strongly recommend going back and just immersing yourself in the, the visuals because it is so much about the audio with the OFS, um, system and, uh, Scarlett's beautiful voice, but, um, God, it's just such a, beautiful dream to step into and so melancholy which is totally my vibe longing that's my melancholy wish. and and i i love a film that is an analogy for what you know that to use i love sci-fi that's not about spaceships shooting at each other but it's about what it's like to live with technology yeah and and the analogy it makes for us but it doesn't hit us over the head because it's really about a relationship yeah. And like how 
the technology ha- did something rare, which was to deepen a connection and like get down to this man's heart uh, in, in a way that like humans couldn't, which is so interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no. And, and, and that's, that's, that's a wonderful pick. Yeah. So there's that. And then on the other side, <laughs> movies that I will just throw on when I'm, you know, I need some comfort. Um, is, I think it was 1980. Oh God, I'm not going to remember the year. Sometime in the eighties, the cutting edge. <laughs> Do I don't think that? I know the cutting edge. Oh my gosh. So is Moira Kelly and DB Sweeney. And um, they actually made a remake of it a few years ago, but don't watch that one. Watch the original, The Cutting Edge. It's about a hockey, an Olympic hockey player and an Olympic figure skater. And they both are, you know, down on their luck. She can't find a partner and she like fell off, you know, spectacularly like in the last Olympics and he injured himself. He can't play hockey anymore. And then they get together and they partner figure skate and it's just brilliant. (laughs) I mean, it's like sports rom-com perfection. It's just the perfect amount of 80s cheesy and I love it so much. (laughs) I actually remember it very clearly now. I remember the friend's apartment. I watched it in. Yeah, that that is a that film encapsulates everything about that era in a way. Yes, like I watched it so many times, and I still I swear, like at the end when like uh, the the final uh, end credits roll, and it's like the um, was it Kenny Loggins? Anyway, some like. 80s ballad um I like stand up and applaud this is a great movie I love it so much excellent you know it's funny because you're nailing the thing sometimes I joke with people that that the question I should have the question a guilty pleasure but anyway (laughs) yes um and then this is like okay for my third one I'll say something that I love which is neither a good movie or, <laughs> okay, whatever. So this was 1982. I remember the the year and it was made for television and it was um, the Scarlet Pimpernel with, and it was on CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Company, made for television. So it was with Jane Seymour and, Anthony Andrews I think that's his name or it's Andrew no Anthony Andrews anyway are you familiar with the story of the Scarlet Pimpernel I am not but I know it's it's famous yes so it's basically like swashbuckling um Robin Hood set in the French Revolution kind of vibes he like goes and rescues innocent um uh people what are those things called those rich people the the not the bourgeois the 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 nobles yeah Uh, you know the people they were hanging or uh, cutting their heads off um oh the mono the royals the royalty the monarchs 
the, the uh, one below. Aristocrats? The aristocrats, yes. <laughs> this is baby brain. Um, so anyway, uh, what I love about that movie is, okay, it's so like, it's a period piece set in the French Revolution and everything is so beautiful. And it's so, they're very poised. Um, it's very well-crafted storytelling which I can appreciate. I think I also love the kind of mumblecore thing we've gone into where everything seems very real and um, natural and, you know, it's people behaving like messy humans like we all are. But, uh, but this is like, it's almost like a play. And I don't know, there's just like such an amazing twist and the romance between them and the like, he's so gallant. <laughs> okay. It's if you can handle the cheese or if you enjoy cheese, watch it. 1982 Scarlet Pimpernel. Okay. And then finally on the other end, Oh, actually, I think I'm going to save this one for, for a later question. So those are my three. Those are your three. Excellent. All right. Well, the second question then is, is a film that's underrated. Okay. So my underrated question, uh, film. Yes. Is, um, Blue Jay. Have you seen it? It was on Netflix. I think it might still be. Um, it no, is, but I think I've heard of it. So it stars Sarah Paulson and Mark Duplass. And it is directed by uh, a director called Alex Lehman, who is brilliant. So, and I actually was at the same film festival where Blue Jay first played. I, because I was in Magnificent Seven and um, and I didn't see it at the festival, but like I went back and like found things that were at that festival and watched them. And I was so t- touched and moved by this film. And it's just such a small story of two people that kind of reunite that knew each other in high school. Again, my vibes, <laughs> nostalgic, like... <laughs> Um, and, uh, and they kind of relive the things that they did together back then as adults. And, um, it's just very, very sweet. Uh, check it out. Blue Jay. And actually I have, uh, I don't have baby brain. I have middle age brain and yeah, I, I watched Blue Jay. I'm pretty sure based upon this podcast, someone recommended it. And I did finally, uh, and I think Sarah Paulson's just out of this world, wonderful, like all the time. So yeah, I watched Blue Jay on Netflix because someone recommended it, and well, yeah, great. it's wonderful. It's 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 very unique. Yeah, and I think Alex Lehman is a really special director. He's directed a few other um, movies, Paddleton with. Um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his name. Anyway. Check out his other movies too, because he has like four that are out: Paddleton and uh, one that just came out with um, called um, Meet Cute, which is on Peacock. Uh, did you see that? No, but it's one I've heard of it, and I I don't have Peacock, and and I oh. keep keep waiting for that moment when I'm forced to to add it to the list. But uh, 
I know. I, I I think I did a free trial of Peacock just to squeeze in an extra season of AP Bio. But yeah, I got <laughs> got to reckon with Peacock someday. Yeah. So yeah, I think that Alex Lehman is underrated. His movies are awesome. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now, fun question. Overrated. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, overrated movies. And I'll buy you some time to think about it by giving my my little my little uh, caveat that we're not saying a bad film. In right. fact, you could say I love this film. It's sure. just you know the the level of of uh, praise you feel that it gets in our culture. Like for me, the example I throw out maybe too often is I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan, and I kind of feel like. No Country for Old Men should not be one of their films that won Best Picture. I think they have so many films that I loved a lot more. Mm. And so for me, that's kind of overrated, even though it's, I'm not saying I think it's a wonderful film. I'm just like, they shouldn't have won that year. They should have, first of all, they should have lost to There Will Be Blood. And and they. <laughs> so okay. that's, so I'm just saying it's an amazing film, but I think that it was overrated in in its existence yeah yeah i I see what you're saying um or you could just say something that's a piece of crap that everyone loves (laughs) (laughs) um gosh i feel like i don't know a lot of films that are like beloved i haven't seen which is so weird like the godfather for example, I think, do you watch White Lotus? I just did. Yeah, we we finished it a couple nights ago. You know, that scene where they're talking about The Godfather and actually the, the kid is like, that's overrated. And <laughs> I could just say that I'll steal it from White Lotus. No, but I haven't seen it. So that wouldn't be fair. Um, that wouldn't be fair. But I can tell you, Godfather 2 is super deserving of overrated because I've, I've heard people say it's better than the first. The first one's quite good. And the second one, they shouldn't even bothered making. And I know a lot of people hate me for saying that, but. No, I wouldn't know. I have to but I loved that. what that kid said about it too. He said, you guys just like it because it reminds you of a time when men can be total scumbags and still be respected. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my God, the, the who, and Mike White wrote that. It was written by a, what do you know? Yeah. Uh, a white male. What are you going to do? He nailed it. At a, at a time when, yeah, we were sort of ignoring a lot of the things that we are paying attention to now. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> so I guess, I mean, I don't think this is a, such a hot take, but um, <clears throat> power of the dog, I suppose. Um, I was surprised that it was, so award nominated. Um, and again, like, I think there were really good elements to it, but I, I honestly felt like it could have been a short film. So. I hear you. And, and, and yeah, that, that was, I mean, <laughs> she, she's in a, an amazing campion is an amazing director and, and, I remember it was funny. My take from that is, yeah, it 
I don't know why anything gets nominated for Best Picture anymore. <laughs> yeah, like why? Because I, if it wasn't nominated, then I'd be able to say, oh, that was a very good, unique kind of film. And I kind of liked that it made me enjoy a slow-paced film for the first time in a while. I loved the pacing and the beauty of it. Yeah, the story. I don't know. Yeah. It was kind of cool. I like the gay cowboy thing. I really do like the gay cowboy thing because I love pissing off people by saying, you realize that like, it was like prison. Like there were only men around and they were fucking because <laughs> they had no other options. So stop pretending that I think it was Sam Elliott or somebody like criticized the power of the dog. Cause it's like, look, well, the men weren't doing that. And it's like, no dude, men out on the range for a couple years, not around a, a, a female. But anyway, that's my take on it. I'm with you. It was, it was certainly overrated. Yeah, I mean, like it, I took it was slow and yeah, there was something sort of like a gift to to go into that pace and obviously stunning cinematography. But yeah, I don't know. At the end, I felt like, oh, well, that could have been shorter. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, well, in the root of the story and and the, I mean, the son, the young man was almost a sociopath. Yeah. yeah. I, although I guess the story is based on a book. So a beautiful adaptation of a story that, you know, just shouldn't have been nominated. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Question number four is a lesser known film for people to seek out. Oh, I feel like I already answered this with the uh, underrated. For hmm. sure. And with, you know, you're the first person to name a made for CBC TV movie. So <laughs> Talk about something to seek out. Dude, you should. You really should. Oh. Um, hmm. Uh, something to seek out. It makes me think of, um, and maybe this is something for the newer generation, because I feel like my generation knows these movies. The Anna Green Gables. Also CBC. <laughs> with, with a bunch of... Uh, Second City players, right? Uh, no. Oh, no. Was it Kids in the Hall? I think a couple of Kids in the Hall got in that. The Anne of Green Gables that's on Netflix? Uh, the CBC version. Oh, now, now I'm like throwing crap out. So, okay. The Anne with an E is not what I'm talking about. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Anne of Green Gables with... No. So that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. There are a lot of um, adaptations of Anne of Green Gables, but... I guess for people that know the current ones, um, the ones that are on Netflix, and uh, I think the the one you're talking about with the... I'm talking about an 80s one, I think. Were they? I don't think they were comedy actors. Oh, okay. It's the one with, oh gosh, with Megan, her name is Megan... Yeah, Megan Follows. Follows. I'm yes. cheating now. I'm looking it up because I swear I've read about, but that's just because I'm a comedy nerd. And look, if you're right, it's just that I don't know that. No, but I'm talking about like small players. Oh. Not, not, not major. Not, well, not that's not cool. Leads. Anyway, um, if you 
are, if we're thinking of the same thing, I'll have to like look closer. But anyway, the something you should seek out is it's so hard to find now. Um, and if you like the story of Annie Rain Gables, it's a really beautiful version. Um, and especially the character of, uh, you know, the stepdad, oh God, what's his name? Uh, that takes her in his, the portrayal is so sweet and um, you can't find them on streaming. You have to order them from the website. So <laughs> if you're into like obscure, hard to find things, <clears throat> go get the DVD because it's the only way you can watch it. And, um, you know, get some hot chocolate and a bowl of popcorn and settle in because and it's such a good like holiday watch too. fireplace watching for sure. Wonderful. That's my, that's my, I mean, I've heard about it. I've, I've just, I've heard it mentioned quite a bit. The, the, the CBC version of, uh, and here you're not a Canadian and, and you're, you've got. Yeah. Two on my list. <laughs> I'll add, I, I think, uh, I think CBC does wonderful stuff when, when there's publicly funded arts. Yeah. The best cop show I've ever seen on television is something called, oh my God. Well, now nah, I'm forgetting. It's either 19-2 or something, but it's the best cop show ever. And it's based in Montreal and it's in French. And then they did an English version that's also amazing. But I'm like, <laughs> how come the best cop show I've ever seen is from Canada where they don't even have crime? <laughs> Maybe it's just like a whole different perspective. And uh, yeah, it's just unique that way. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for, for answering those. Yeah. And I just looked through the Anna Green Gables cast and I did not see what I was looking for. So no. maybe it was something else. <laughs> well, there have else, been so many versions. There have so. been so many versions. <laughs> but the one you're talking about, well, the the dad, was that Richard Farnsworth, maybe? Mm-hmm. Wait, what's his name? The character? Uh, Matthew Cuthbert. Matthew. Oh, he's so sweet. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like uh, another. And obviously, are you a big reader? Because you you, you also have like two, two very uh, literary classics literary. on your list. Yes, I am a big reader. Yes, indeed. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. High, high five for reading. I am. I am about to get away from television and read for two weeks. So I'm looking forward to my holiday because. Do you have just, what you're going to read? I do okay i'm a huge fan of this science the female science fiction writer uh nk jemison oh okay and she's amazing and and i've got an i'm gonna read another trilogy of hers because she's a genius sweet but anyway. have you read andy weir or where no you did I add it to my list <laughs> yes if you like the science fiction um he did the martian did you see that movie uh, of course, yeah. Yeah. If you want a great experience, read the book. <laughs> and then his newest one is called uh, Project Hail Mary, which is also brilliant. So, oh, excellent. Thank you. I honestly... No, no, I was going to say, I, I came to science fiction quite late. Like I was a more of a... Well, I guess I was a Vonnegut Bradbury kind of guy as a, as a, as a teen, but... I focus on other stuff, but now I've really learned to love sci-fi. 
Yeah. And I love it because it's like close to real, like it could happen. It's like hypothetical. Um, and he's an actual, Andy Weir's an actual scientist who just happens to be like a great writer and who's funny. It's just like, it's brilliant. So. Well, thank you for that. Cause, uh, Cause I, I am actually one of my tasks for the next couple of days is loading up my Kindle with stuff that I want to watch because I finally got a Kindle a year ago. I was like, you know what, for my birthday, instead of throwing eight books in a suitcase and carrying it with me, I'll carry one thing. Yeah. It's, I love my Kindle. I go with huge, <laughs> a huge bump. In fact, for a long time during COVID, I had a rule when it was 6 PM, the computer went off, the phone went far enough away from me and it was just me and the kindle for at least one hour oh that's great even though it doesn't feel like getting away from a screen it's getting away from the screen it is yeah because there's no internet on it yeah <laughs> wonderful yes all right well alex i will uh, i will do our outro well first of all if you want to see her film or uh and learn more about her you can always go to uh, alexangelis.com that'll be a clickable link in the show notes and she's at alexangelis on social media or i guess specifically instagram, instagram. yeah are we all give, giving up on twitter i don't know i think so <laughs> i could never figure it out anyway i i got friend i i just i can't get anything out of it so yeah yeah and uh, if you want to see her film Seancing, which I highly recommend, just go to Amazon Prime Video, hopefully on a great big TV. I'm not a big fan of people watching TV on their phones. And I might live with a 15 year old who sometimes watches Netflix on her phone, sitting on the couch in front of a 65 inch TV. And I look <laughs> at her and I go, oh, <laughs> but so go to Amazon Prime Video, hopefully on a big TV open it up and type in discover indie film and if you go to season seven you can in episode three you can see uh it's actually four shorts in that episode the the 10 episode season has i think 25 short films so enjoy uh we do ask for uh people to actually pay to watch the show it used to be included with prime now it's not but like i said before you get 25 films for eight bucks it's it's not a huge ask right so anyway Right. Totally worth it. Right. Enjoy the film that way. If you want to learn more about this podcast or that, go to discoverindiefilm.com or at DIF wins, DIF wins on social media. I'll add uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. Hey, be nice. Write a review and make sure you write a review. Watch that TV series and then write a review and mention like how cool you thought seancing was and (laughs) how much it made you wish that you had a a little boom box with a, with a CD player on the top that, that flips and spins. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was in the last episode. We didn't even talk about it this one much. All right. And I'll finish up by mentioning uh, the two film festivals. That's Sherman Oaks Film Festival. That's every November. ShermanOaksFF.com. And it's at ShermanOaksFF on social media. That's the festival that gave Seancing two awards. Uh, outstanding short film comedy and outstanding screenplay comedy for Alex Angelis. And every June we have Film Invasion Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm, I'm mumbling now. Film Invasion Los Angeles, which you can learn about at filminvasionla.com and it's at Film Invasion LA on social media. And uh, 
I mentioned just, you know, what the heck. Uh, go to watchhightv.com. See if you like it. Whatever. I'm just saying. It's a, it's a, it's a thing for people to check out. All right. Alex, yeah. thank you so much. Congratulations on the work. Congratulations on all the wonderful things. Uh, I'm talking about thank she you. has a 13-month-old and... And what can I say? You know, I got a 15 year old. So, so the idea I just love, that's the thing I like most about social media is you get to see young people doing great things in life, all the happy things. So, yeah, <laughs> so great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, congratulations. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you everyone for listening. <laughs>